This is Ryan Grant, Green Bay Packers, and I'd like to introduce the Acme Packers podcast. I am very excited. I absolutely love the... Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> With Packer People 12 and Big B. Big B, nice to meet you, Big B. Social media fans, if they traded up to get Jordan Love. Carry the G. Packers legendary quarterback, Brett Humley. MySpace and the Cheesehead TV common. Okay, that, that's just stupid. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Your names are awesome, so everything else is good to go. But let's, uh, let's have fun talking about Packers stuff. Go Pack... What is going on, everybody? It's Packers People 12 here, and welcome back to the Acme Packers podcast, episode 14. Big B, how are you feeling? Like a million dollars. Yeah, Jamal Williams shout Big B out last night. And, you know, we really need to make that part of – I think we need to give Jamal Williams a shout-out every episode now just because we get pay him back, pay it forward back to Jamal. So let's talk about – NFL news today. We're going to recap all the stuff going on. Really not too much going on outside of the league, but there's actually a lot going on with Packers players, former Packers players, and Packers uh, players the Packers were looking to sign. So first of all, Mike Daniels, former Packers defensive end, signed with Cincy this week, and he also liked our tweet congratulating him. So Mike Daniels forever in our hearts. Um, He's just one of those players, you know, when he goes to another team, you're not really mad about it. You're just proud of him. Yeah. Especially, especially because he had that injury in Detroit. He worked so hard all this offseason. Um, he, he was kind of begging in his IG videos for someone to please notice him, and he finally got a team with Cincinnati. How do you think? Um, I, wish, I wish our begging would work that well. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we begged Reggie, Be- Reggie Begleton, of all people, to come on the show, and he didn't come on. No shade, but, you know, <laughs> our begging isn't working. But yeah. <laughs> how do you think Mike Daniels will do in Cincinnati, Bengals uniform? Um, well, if he doesn't catch the injury bug, I think he'll do pretty well. I mean, Geno Atkins is there. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a great pair on that D-line. So, yeah. Yeah, they got a good young team, have some veterans in there. Like uh, A.J. Green, Geno Atkins, and now obviously Mike Daniels. They just got the new quarterback of the future, Joe Burrow. John Ross never turned out, so we don't talk about him. But good luck, Mike. Just don't yeah, beat us in a Super Bowl if you ever get there one day. Bingo. Next. Uh, the Packers, last week we talked about it with Susanna. The Packers were interested in signing Everson Griffin, and he did sign with the Packers coach, Mike McCarthy, in Dallas. Uh, I did not see the contract details, but very interesting. I guess um, it was one year, six million. And and um, I just want some snacks. So. Snacks, snacks, snacks. But I, yeah. Let's just get them this training camp. Let's bring them in, get some help on that interior D-line. Yes. Snacks. Yes, all snacks. All, we, all the snacks we're getting right now is Kevin King salads. I'm going to say that to the end of the time because it's so hilarious. Um, so <laughs> that's greatness. Brandon Snacks, Brian Gutekinds. Next up, the Seahawks have interest in Clay Matthews, former Packers and now Rams linebacker. I mean, he's getting to the end of it, but Clay Matthews, I mean, if you go back and watch it, I cannot remember. Clay Matthews being this much of a beast, but then when I go back and watch a game, I'm like, oh my god! I mean, I mean, he's the all-time sack leader. Yeah, so. I, yeah, the stats obviously are there, but uh, I mean, do you think better or worse? How much do you think his game has slowed down? Do you think he can uh, still be a 
an all-time starting linebacker? Well, yeah, but of course, everybody slows down, and Clay Matthews definitely has slowed down. Yeah, I mean, definitely in his last year in Green Bay, he did have a really good stretch with the Rams. I believe it was five weeks he had five sacks, yeah. um, and then he broke his jaw. Uh, so that didn't help him. He also he, he's pretty prone to face injuries, apparently, because he broke his nose during the charity softball game a few years ago. Apparently. That was pretty good. That was great off-season news. Like, yeah. if we had a podcast during that time, that would be great to bring in the breaking news that Clay Matthews broke his nose. I would just just make fun of him the entire time. Like uh, yeah. I did. But we want to end this NFL news off. No, next week we will not be reporting that the Packers signed Antonio Brown. If we sign Antonio Brown next week, I'm going to play that clip <laughs> when we're talking about it. But – no. I'm going to shoot myself if, I, if that happens. Uh, yeah, I mean, no, it's going to be hard to be a Packers fan if we have a overpaid wide receiver who's only playing eight games. Yeah. Let's move. Oh, and we're also not slanting Clay Matthews. You can keep your hopes alive for B.J. Raji, though. Yes. BJ. Come back, B.J. We miss yes. you. Where have you gone? Where is he hiding for real, though? Like, I can't. Sure. How is it? How is he just going to go to his house in, I don't know, Boston with his, uh, and I was gonna say his aunt, but it was his aunt that died. But he just is he just sitting there? Does he still watch football? Maybe it's too hard for him to watch it because he inside he knew how dangerous it was. But we miss you, BJ. We we have plenty more time to reminisce on BJ Raji, but now we got to move on to the Dallas Cup. Shout out to Maggie Loney, by the way. Yes, Maggie Loney, BJ Raji, and Zadarius Smith, number one Stan. Now we got to move on, though, to the Cowboys and Mike McCarthy. Now, uh, obviously, Cowboys signed him to a contract this year. He spent a year away from the league, and the Cowboys signed him. It will be very interesting. I know he had – it's like – hilarious to me the NFL films did something on him it was him and like a group of 10 old people that were former coaches that were trying to get back in the league he should be like Mike McCarthy's uh recruitment old people league of coaches the group of coaches they get together and they sure most times they're drinking beers and reminiscing on their times before they were fired but uh yeah Wishing the best to Mike McCarthy. Let's recap their offseason, though, because they did have quite a few moves. And I'm honestly going to be watching the Cowboys more than usual. Um, you know, the primetime games are always forced down our throat with the Cowboys. But yeah. <laughs> let's... I, feel, I feel like I watch all 16 Cowboys games. I know. Not yeah. On purpose either. Yeah, just because they're either playing us or they're playing on Sunday, Monday, or Thursday night football. Yeah, they always good. got America's Game of the Week because Troy Aikman is messing up something there at Fox. Mm-hmm. But even now, more they got some big, big names on their team. I guess average old players that have fell off, kind of like we talked about earlier: Everson Griffin, Gerald McCoy, Don Terry Poe. Those are some great uh, defensive tackles there. Alden Smith, Ha Ha Clinton Dix, Greg Zerline, Andy Dalton, and C.D. Lamb. With the seventeenth pick, you're a huge advocate for Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Ha Ha Clinton Dix was the true goat. He was my number one goat. He How was, about he's the original goat? All right. How, what were your feelings when he got traded? Um, well, I was coming out of school, checked my phone, 
Mm. Started crying in the middle of the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Don't I bring Jamal Williams either. He's sob. Okay. Yeah, I was kind of a big, a big fan of Haha for a little bit. I, I mean, sometime after he left though, and his problems got more uh, relevant. Definitely, I was like, okay, glad we got a fourth round pick out of him. But yeah. that the start of the year, it was kind of confusing uh, for little old me who didn't understand too much when the guy that got had four consecutive weeks with the interception just got traded. But uh, hey, now he's with back with Darnell Savage. Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos, baby. One play, former Packer player that wanted to get out of Mike McCarthy as soon as possible, Randall Cobb. He's with the Cowboys this year. He had an option to sign back with the team who has a great wide receiving core now uh, with Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and C.D. Lamb. Would have been crazy to have Randall Cobb in the mix there. He went to Houston. Uh, and they also lost Jason Witten. I mean, how crazy is this? Jason Witten, he says yeet. He goes to a broadcaster, and then he comes back and plays two years. Like, that is not, I, a little bit confusing there. Yeah. Pulling up a little bit of a Brett Favre, just retiring when he wants to be released. Hey, but but at least he went back to the Cowboys. Good point. Good point. Yeah. yeah. Or and he didn't go to the Eagles. Let's talk about record predictions for Mike McCarthy. He's going to have much more of a different role now with Jerry Jones, who's possibly the most hands-on guy compared to Ted Thompson, who kind of yeah. just sat back and once in a while he said a, a word or two. Um, but Jerry is all in <laughs> with the Cowboys. So yeah. uh, what are your record predictions for Mike McCarthy in his first year? with the Cowboys and uh, considering all their signings and losing. Probably what my prediction was. I think it was 12 and four, but I definitely see him going 13 and three. What? Yeah. You heard it here. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I'll go with 10 and six. Wow. You know, Right. Um, as much as I want to hate on the Cowboys, I, I think they have to be good. They got. I'll give a little bit of credit to Dak Prescott. Um, and I'll give a little bit of credit to Ezekiel Elliott. He's not better than the three running backs on our team. He's not even better than Tyler Irvin. So, yeah, but exactly. he's still a pretty good quarter uh, running back. You know, but yeah, ten and six, winning the division. I don't really have the Eagles or. The, the Giants doing too Cowboy much. Way. The Washington football team, <laughs> who cares about them? They're yeah. lucky they're even called the football team. That's even a stretch. Now, we talked enough about the Cowboys, but let's talk about the Packers. This is called the Acme Packers. Packers <laughs> training camp. Their first practice is tomorrow, baby. Let's give a round yeah. of applause. We, we are ready. It, we made it, boys. We made it almost. Just almost have um, a little over – six or seven months until it gets shut down. We just got to get through the 16 games in a Super Bowl. Let's do yep. it. Let's do it. So, uh, you know, considering hopefully it does happen, you know, as we're recording this a few hours later, it might come out that they're pushing it back. But top positions to watch this year at training camp. Let's talk about wide receivers. First of all, that list does not include Antonio Brown. Uh <laughs> We, yes. we, we didn't talk about it 
at the top of the show, but we also did sign two wide receivers, Travis Fulgham uh, from the Lions, who's a six-round draft pick, and Malik Turner, who had a workout with the Packers in 2018 during minicamp. Um, and then he ended up signing with the Seahawks. So I don't know if they weren't too impressed or the Seahawks just had a better offer for his undrafted free agent self. But wide receiver depth, I, I, this is the biggest question. I know we're all on the La- Alan Lazar train, but wide receiver through three through five, could you give us a set list? Ooh, a set list. What was it three, three through five? Devontae Lazard, EQ, okay. MBS, and Jake Kumaro. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people love Reggie Bagleton. I quite honestly do not see him making the roster at all. The uh, only the only way I think he makes the roster is if his blocking is just as yes. good as Jake He's going to have to do a, a lot for the Packers to want to have that six wide receiver on the team. He has to yeah. add enough uh, to well either beat out Jake Kumro and like you said, that run blocking would definitely help him out there. Yeah. But I don't see him having more than six, uh, five. So EQ – Devin Funches definitely helps out EQ and MVS stepping up there. But I would say I would probably have MVS over EQ to start the year off. Uh, then under him, that's a tough decision. I think Jake Kumro is definitely up there. He could lose his spot to either Reggie Begleton, maybe Travis or Malik just impressed hey, that much. Maybe Jamal Williams. Maybe he'll switch Who knows? Ty Montgomery hey. did, it, did the opposite a few yeah. years ago. Who knows? And he becomes a star game. wide receiver on the team. A lot of ball game left. Yeah, you never know. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if he becomes star wide receiver, Devontae gets hurt, or he has COVID for a few weeks. Jamal comes in there, wide receiver five, and he starts all the way up to a wide receiver two. He pushes down Alan Lazard, and all of a sudden he's at 8,000 yards. I would be a very, very, very happy boy. We can see it. I can see it coming. Makes a lot of sense. Very realistic expectations. Kind of. Okay. Okay. We've ta- yeah, we've talked so long about these <laughs> wide receivers. Let's talk about the right side of the offensive line. We brought in Rick Wagner, negotiated a better contract with Lane Taylor. And obviously we have the burden of Billy Turner, who might be the next Jimmy Graham, playing just because of his big boy contract. Yes. Who, who do you think starts week one for right guard? Oh, right guard. Um, to start, it's probably Billy Turner. Mm-hmm. It's I, I kind of expect that. But in – how do I put this? When we get in the later weeks, I think Lane Taylor will definitely take over that job. Yeah, Lane Taylor, if not just for the fact because he's been here so long, um, mm-hmm. I mean, he has, he's been in the same system as uh, Turner for the same amount of time. But he's been here since 2015. He's been here for a long time. I know he was here yeah. for the Hail Mary because um, yeah. he was in on that play. But mm-hmm. just because he's been here so long, has more experience, could and definitely outplay him. I think in practice could be pretty easy for him. Definitely going to be pretty interesting to see how Turner performs. 
how that ends up. We also got three uh, rookies. I know we're both big fans of the three musketeers. My new yeah. nickname. <laughs> Let's move on to the defense. Defensive end. Interesting position here. I couldn't even tell you who our defense fans are outside of Dean Lowry. Yeah. I, it's it's so much of yeah, yeah, I mean Kingsley Kiki's there. Still have no idea why we didn't keep Gary at Defenson. I know it was in a four three, but yeah. It is what it is. Now this is probably inside linebacker and cornerback. I'm probably most concerned about these two positions right here. Um we have the starter on both of them. Uh you got Kristen Kirksey, you got Jair Alexander. Then after that, it's kind of getting to guys like, okay, we've seen a little bit of them, but are they really ready to go out there and start covering? I mean, we got Kevin Keene at oh, corner yeah. two. I was about um, to say disrespect I can, to Kevin King. I know. I kind of forgot about him for a second there. Um, oh. But, yeah, Kevin Keene out there, Chandon Sullivan, Josh Jackson. I'm excited for Raven Green. He's kind of using that dime um, – back yeah. rule you know he plays safety cornerback slash inside linebacker so he plays yeah. it all in that middle of the field range definitely be interesting to see who takes over for inside linebacker two uh Ty Blake, big fan of Ty Summers big fan I played Xbox with him so yeah. <laughs> I would love to see him TCU alumni let's <laughs> talk about who needs to break out this year short and off season who's gonna step up it's gonna be hard for those uh, younger, unproven, undrafted free agents to make their name on the team. But who would be most important for to break out this year to help the team? All right. I'm going to go with Chandon Sullivan. Mm. Interesting. Yes. I think it has to be one of the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping it's EQ. I think the more yeah. realistic – Option is MVS, but he's also – he was there all last year. EQ wasn't. He's on IR for most of the year. No. And MVS didn't do too much. He, uh, he didn't get on the field too much, at least. Mm-hmm. They had Jake Kumro going out there over him, which no shade to touchdown Jesus, but that's interesting moves right there and says a, t- a little bit about MVS's performance on the practice field. Yeah. Now, I, I you're so excited for the subject. I just know you are. Yes. Big B gets a shout-out from his man, Jamal Williams. Yes. You Last slept, night was amazing. You slept in your Jamal Williams jersey. Here you are. You're wearing it right now. I am. Yes. Uh, I wish I could see it. It's a BYU jersey. This isn't no – Green Bay Packers. This is BYU, people. This is OG, authentic Jamal Williams legend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, what were you thinking? Like, did you expect? So, uh, let's explain a little bit. Uh, Game on Wisconsin, our, our buddies, friends of the show, they had uh, their show last night with Jamal Williams. Uh, so, Big and Big B was obviously in the chat, as always, talking about how Jamal Williams is the GOAT. So, what were you thinking? Did you have any preparation? Were you taking any notes on what your plans were to say or any reactions to Jamal's comments beforehand? 
Um, absolutely not. I was not expecting that much to be shouted out by the GOAT. I got shouted out three times by Jamal. I was only expecting, like, a little bit and then move on and then never talk about me again. But, no, Jamal Williams, saying my name, well, 15 times. Amazing. I know. Still I, waiting for my money, too, by the way. 78 overall. I appreciate it, Big B. Doing Jamal dirty. Luke said you got faster this offseason. <laughs> two cents, two pennies for every comment. Every comment. <laughs> oh, you're you're gonna no, you'll be broke. broke. You'll be broke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's why I started with two cents because I'm like, he be throwing them comments out, the compliments, trying to make me feel good. <laughs> hey, if they say we could bring one person to the game, I'll bring Big B. Just know he gonna be my boy. Yeah. <laughs> he gonna be like, Jamal's the go. He said, I'll give you two cents for every comment. I'm still waiting for it. I haven't been PayPal'd yet, so. That, yeah, I, he, he needs to be careful with saying that because you, I mean, not only have you, you would have like, I, I would estimate maybe around a thousand just at this point. It's, if, he, if he offers that, if he puts that on the table, you will go into rant, you will go into like music video premieres and start typing that random <laughs> stuff. Like, Yes. This is a serious event, Jamal. Pay this man. I think the greatest thing was when, I guess for COVID, they might have be able to bring one person to a game, one family member. Maybe they'll be in the suite. And I'll, I'll, I guess I'll roll the clip if I can find it. But that is quite What's the up, offer. Could, this right, could be... right when he said that, I started heavy, heavy breathing. I was like... <gasps> Oh my, oh, oh, oh my god, I was freaking the fuck out. <laughs> I was oh my god. Crazy. Yeah, this seems to be the biggest story in the Packers news headlines for years. Like, yeah. I know you're starting with Cheesehead TV, now you're with Game On Wisconsin, you have your own show now. You like, we need to start getting you everywhere. You need to start coming out on like the old people sites, like. PackersNews.com or USA Today commenting on stuff on that. Um, <laughs> hopefully they don't have an Andy Herman-esque response. But <laughs> Never talk about Andy Herman. <laughs> Andy Herman. I just, I Not- just rung down the mood so much. You did. No, oh, no, my no, God. No, you just no. stopped. I guess we'll move on from Andy Herman. Sorry, yes. Andy. <laughs> Sorry if I was being a little feisty there. <laughs> oh, man. How so many get- great characters. Hopefully, we'll end off Jamal. You know, hopefully we get to see you at a Packers game this year. Uh, if yes. not with Jamal, just with your uh, tickets there. Great stuff from Jamal Williams. Thank you, Jamal. Yes. Now we need to talk about probably our favorite character of all time. We've had some a lot of random people. We've had Tim Odia, um, Mike Spofford, Mike freaking Spofford, Mike Spofford. Pretty much any Packers writers or reporters. Bill yeah. Huber, uh, Tom yeah. Silverstein, Wes Hockwitz. So Not many Andy but this one might be the greatest one all. Not over uh, Tim Odia, but Tom. Pigeon. Tom the Goat Pigeon, boys. This guy is just, there's so much to Tom Pigeon, uh, this complex. 
I don't know if you haven't watched the Packers Legacy series yet. Definitely recommend it. Yes. Um, but Tom Pigeon, he's featured in there, and it's a he's just a Lambeau Field tour guide. You know, everybody else is like a historian or a writer. Tom Pigeon's just a Lambeau Field tour guide. That is yeah. what's so special about Tom. You see, he's been a Packers fan since the 40s and 50s, right around the time Aaron Nagler was born. Um, <laughs> so, and he, he's been a Packers fan since then. He's been collecting, he started his collection off with newspapers, and he's collecting everything since then, too. He also has like some new school stuff, too. You know, most old people like that that collect stuff, you know, they're so complacent. Oh, I want. Bart Starr and Tobin wrote stuff and magazine. Hey, I, I want Bart Starr and Tobin wrote stuff. I don't have enough of that old school stuff in my collection. Yeah, I know. But old people like Tom sometimes are a little bit too complacent. You know, they, they, yeah. they have hate, yeah. hatred for like new stuff. But this dude, Tom Pigeon, he has like Aaron Rodgers McFarlane collectibles that you can find at Target, which I love. I love that. I, we vote, me and Big B. Big B has the way jersey. And I have a throwback. But yeah, I don't know why I got him. He collects them. He also collects the Brett Favre McFarlands. Yes. Tom is a legend. I definitely recommend looking him up, uh, find, watching Legacy, and watching his videos he did with Packers.com. So, Tom, you're always open to come on the show. Always a seat open here for you. Yep. Always a seat open for uh, Tim Odia and Brett Hinsel as well. Yes. And if we're really lucky, Mary Jane Herbert. Mary Jane, boys. She, she, she just loves life. You can yeah. tell. And I think that's a good place to end it off. A shout-out yeah. to Tom Pigeon. Uh, me and B, we really want to uh, get a Lambeau Field tour with Tom. So hopefully we can make that happen. That's why yeah. you got to subscribe. That's why you got to follow us on Twitter so we can get our names out there and meet our buddy Tom Pigeon. Yes, and if that happens, a lot of content. A lot, a lot of content. Yeah, we're yeah. we're hiring a professional film crew and everything to follow us around. You won't even know what hit you. Yes. Let's so thank do it. you everybody for watching episode fourteen of the Acme Packers podcast. Um, make sure you head over to our website. This whole week we're putting out articles. Uh, this past week we did. I'm just about to write an article about uh, breakout players. So make sure you head over there every weekday. We should have a new article coming out, especially as training camps ramping up. So thank you for watching and we'll see you later. Peace.